At least we didn't concede six. It's episode number 256. That's the reason. Uh, you can't rhyme six with six. I just have... It's a, It's all change, Tom. It's all change. Uh, there's a brand new Stoke in town. One that loses, but better. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. My name is David Calshaw, and that voice you heard was the voice of Tom Thrower. I am here. Tom is here. Also here is Tony Lloyd. Good evening. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello, Tony. And thank you for our podcast intro today. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to call him Bid Archie because why hamper genius with the truth? <laughs> yes. Uh, JPB, uh, one of a glut of new Stoke players on show, uh, Yesterday, as Stoke succumbed to those Fulhams, uh, obviously last week, we didn't have a podcast out last week, but was Stoke actually won two goals against the whole City Tigers. Uh, Tom, is this the start of the the second My Colonial Revolution? Yes. Excellent. We're going to win some games of football. Excellent. Uh, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> Um, yeah, I can. It's it's all about Which it's ones? Dimaggio, isn't it? Really, Dimaggio is is uh, the, uh, the the Vladimir Lenin to our October Revolution. Really, um, rolls in once most of the job's done and just just finesses everything. Just a nice little ending. He rolled in off that under twenty threes train, screaming, "Let me score and make my granddad happy." Uh, and yeah, now, now Soviet Potters FC. I can't wait for the BBC to mock up DiMaggio as Lenin. That's going to be a, <laughs> a fun time. Uh, yes, DiMaggio Wright Phillips, his first goal for the club yesterday, having had a uh, a decent but not exactly stellar debut against Leighton Orient, and then really sort of finding his groove in the game against Hull. And for he's he. Every time he gets the ball, it's just excitement city. Uh, but the exciting thing as well, Tone, is that he's not the only one that can apply to because we've got Lewis Baker and the man from the uh, Move Your Feet song as well. Uh, and we've got some defenders who can defend. Good? Very, very good. Um, we've been missing one of the defenders who can defend, but is worth mentioning because... I haven't prodded for so long that I haven't yet had a chance to go on about Ben Wilmot's goal when we lost to Preston. Oh, yes. Which was yeah. fucking great and deserves a mention, but that's all. Um, but yeah, we've got... Ooh, we've got our very good former under-12s captain returned home, Jags, at the back, doing defensive things, which is... Very exciting because he looks, I mean, he looks more mobile than most of them, which considering he's nearly my age is slightly weird to watch. But it's, it's, it's very exciting to see him covering the ground 
and thinking, bloody hell, that's not going to last. But it's he's nice very, to see. He's very, he's very chatty as well. I was, yeah. I was, I was, at, I was at Hull and I was quite close to front at Hull. And he was not not necessarily just like shouting, but like at like corners and stuff. He'd go over to one of our many double-barreled players, surname the other new defender, uh, THB, and say like, well, I don't know what he was saying, but you could just see he was talking to him about like tactical things. I presume it was tactical things and not like, what did you have for dinner last night? Because Jags doesn't look like the kind of bloke who'd want to talk about that. But yeah, for a 39-year-old, he is not slow. No, he's, um, I'm very excited about his... his he, he just looks really good, doesn't he? Like, he's come in and he's made the other defenders look slightly less good than they looked before just by raising that bar. You can just sit like, oh, a couple of years ago. Mm. But yeah, um, nice to have. And also, fuck Derby. <laughs> um <laughs> Which is nice. Who else have we got? Oh, yeah. Um, Josh Tymon. He looks good again, doesn't he? Bless him. Two assists yesterday. Yeah. Two lovely, lovely assists. Um, and yeah, and all our all our double barreled up the do- double oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> up the double barrels. Oh, I see. Indeed. And <laughs> uh, was Tymon assisted Brown against uh Hall? Is that right as well? Yeah, the, so the the leading uh, big chances creating defender in the championship had no assists um, yesterday, last week. So on the maths at fifteenth of January, he was the leading defender for big chances created in the championships, but had no assists. And now he's got three. He's unstoppable. In fact, oh, is he doing that thing? Do you remember when? Um, Someone talked about how, you know, how, um, God, Little Mix, right? Oxlade Chamberlain <laughs> and what's it from Little Mix had a baby. And right. then the next day, someone else from Little Mix had twins and made a joke about how if it keeps going at that rate, the world's going to be overtaken by Little Mix baby <laughs> within sort of five, five months. Maybe the same thing's going to happen with Josh Simon assists. So four against Coventry on Tuesday and eight against Huddersfield on Friday. I think there'd need to be some uh, black magic at play for that to happen. But um, as I just pause in the uh, glory of that joke. um, (laughs) Yes. uh, So, yeah, not only do we have that, we have Lewis Baker scoring a cracking goal on his debut and playing really rather well. It was a strange game, uh, it's fair to say, against Fulham. It, It... Whilst we had probably the lion's share of the second half, they had the lion's share of the first, it didn't really feel like either side was ever really on top because there would just be moments where it was played at such a frantic pace in midfield, like teams would just be breaking and half-breaking on each other all the time. Like, um, I've lost count of the times like Alan would like either intercept or burst forward the ball and then they'd like win it back and then Baker would win it back and he'd burst forward the ball. And it was it was proper championship football in that there probably wasn't really enough quality for it either side to just uh, control it. Um, but yeah, it's very heartening that the reaction was as positive as it was, considering our sort of losing home runs as uh, home run as well. Uh, the atmosphere was better. Um, it it helps when you get the sense of aggravation with a referee. And two goals in two minutes helps generally the sort of sense, oh, actually, um, we're here to enjoy football. Um, 
question now is for Stoke is what do we do with all these players? Uh, the squad's too big. Uh, we need to sell some. And we have sold some. We've sold Danny Bart and Adam Davis is also out the door as well. Two players who first team football not all that long ago. Not How long ago was it that Adam Davis was the hero of Loftus Road? Um Tom, what have you made of the transfer ins and outs? Is this sensible uh, squad management? Is it forced by financial fair play shenanigans? Is it both? Yeah, it's both. Um, I think sensible, not necessarily just financial fair play shenanigans, just sensible financial work, getting two players who, as far as I'm aware, were some of our higher earners who were coming to the end of their contract, who probably weren't going to renew. Um, Tom, just, is there anybody else on a big salary that you can think of sit up the club? Uh, no. Not out of the 11 players who finished the match against Fulham. I can't think of anyone. <laughs> it started. He's being subbed. <laughs> it started. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, quell my Sorry. optimism that Lewis Baker is a midfielder whose name isn't uh, Joe Allen. That was exciting. But yeah, I think it's a good thing to just let them go. And from Sunderland's announcement, I think Bart was a free transfer, which I think, again, speaks to maybe how much wages he was on. And O'Neill talked in his press conference about how important moving these players on um, has been for building L squad um, and letting them wheel and deal a little bit, which is, you know, which is actually, it's very championship. I'd say it, it it went out of our game. COVID stole it from us. This is what the championship is. The championship is teams signing and selling five players in one window, entirely changing the squad, and then going from there. That's fun. That's championship football. So it's nice for us to join in that party. It, indeed. And uh, looking, I think the image of like our top owners went, went around the Twitter uh, this week. I don't know how accurate it is, but based on that list, you'd say, well, considering Jarlan's club captain, he probably isn't out the door anytime soon. Uh, then you'd look down that list, think Davis is gone, Bart's gone. And then you're looking at Ince. <laughs> yes, I know he's come back and played well, but I don't know if Michael O'Neill believes in the Ince renaissance. Um, he's certainly dropped in yesterday. And Sam Klukas as well, who's kind of only really in the team for um, sort of cover I would say. Um, so maybe there's more to come in the exciting double-barreled loanee uh, pool, um, which, you know, we've gone from the disappointing Jack Clark, Cameron Carter-Vickers sort of loan to hopefully a better standard of loanee. Um, but CCV yeah. was the, the template for the, the double-barreled though. Yeah. And then, and then Wright Phillips came in less than a year ago still. Okay, and he's um, good. Yeah, Sorry, it feels it feels like Wright Phillips has been with us slightly longer than that. But I must admit, I'm really I was really taken aback by how quickly he was kind of thrown in uh, for his first start. I would, I wouldn't have really expected him to play this season with you know Campbell Brown Fletcher Surridge uh, technically all ahead of him. But marvelous! What just that's just a joyous moment. No matter what football uh, transpired since, like young lad, grandson and son of famous footballer, um, scores goal, home league debut. Um, you can't knock that. You can't knock that. VAR won't take that away. The, the, the capitalists can't take that away from you. 
Um, any more to say on the Fulham game? Uh, quite a few people uh, quite derisory about Fulham's attendance. Um, I mean, they won't really give a shit because of the top of the league, but is that a is that a concerning thing about like the state of football, Tom, or is it just like, yeah, it's Fulham? Is it just Fulham vibes? Yeah, it's, it's what happens when you have uh, what is basically a county championship cricket team allowed to play <laughs> in the football league. <laughs> it was a one-liner. Fair play. So, <laughs> so that leaves us poised for a week in which we've got to play Coventry City away. Sorry, I really should have put a content warning before that. Sorry, we are playing Coventry City away. I know we're all scared, but we're just going to have to <laughs> make it through this. And then we're away to Huddersfield, where I'm going. Friday night antics in the sixth best city in Yorkshire. Um, exciting, exciting times. Uh, Tony, what, uh, what is your biggest hope and biggest fear for these two games? Um. I don't know. I've normally my biggest hope is that we scrape a point, and my biggest fear is that we lose by more than one nil. Um, but it's we've we've sort of touched on it. But even losing yesterday was hashtag fun, and I've become weirdly optimistic again after a few weeks of everything definitely just being shit. And I don't know what to do with myself again. But I think. With like, I could see us getting six points from those two games, and I don't trust that. <laughs> um, are you optimistic for the playoffs, or are the playoffs um, the green light at the end of our dock? Are they just the representation of an unattainable dream? And we can throw all these fun parties, but actually, the 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 prize eludes us. E- I'm. If we got into them, it'd be nice. But if we went up, I think it it uh, well, it'd be all right. It'd be it'd be a laugh. We, we thought we'd go straight back down and be horrific last time we got promoted and we stayed ten years. So actually, the the theory that if we get promoted, it'll be horrific. Meh, nice to see, wouldn't it? Um, but no, I think I think if we if we did seventh and then built on it, that'd be all right. But it's very dangerous to assume that these things are going to come around again when you say, well, we're not quite ready this year. Well, next mm. year we might be shit again. So actually, it'd be quite nice to to do it. I don't, like. I can't imagine being there in person at the minute, but I'd still enjoy watching it on a stream. <laughs> uh, Tom, what, what would you say is our realistic goal now for the end of the season? To see Nick Powell in a Stoke shirt again. Talk about <laughs> realistic goals, Tom, realistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I agree with Tony that that whilst I don't think any of us are like, oh, we have to get in the playoffs. I think being in a position where you can do it, you shouldn't just put it off because it looks like it might be a bit difficult. Uh, I think that applies to us and many other teams in, in our position. But I am just a bit, I don't know, we're the only ones, I think, around that group of playoff chasing teams who haven't had a good run of form yet. And we could start that soon. That would be good, maybe. I also have a sneaking suspicion, and mainly because we've got all of these new fangled players who maybe would fit in a team together, that we might have a, like we did 
back in back in yonder days when Michael O'Neill was was only like five games, ten games in, when at Huddersfield he changed it to a four two three one and put Campbell on the wing, mm. and that worked quite well, and we scored some goals. So I was sneaking. Uh, but but Tom Tyrus Campbell is terrible. Oh yeah, that narrative's really boring. I'm fucking, um, I'm fucking furious about it. <laughs> like he he comes on in the last ten minutes, and like already I heard just the mutterings and grumblings from like a few rows back, and I'm just fucking. It's pathetic. Like at least we've got with Alan five years of slow burning resentment. Tyrus Campbell's been our best player, <laughs> gets an injury, comes back, and still scored three goals since then and still is our best chance in a one-on-one of any footballer we've got at the club. And it's like, what the? why are we trying to get Tyrese Campbell? What, what the fuck's he done wrong, apart from, like, not being imme- immediately like Messi? I think it's one of those, like, in his absence, he, we've maybe hi- hyper-inflated him, which is still, like, a, we still thought really, really good player in the Championship. But, like... Did we expect fucking Pele to come back? Fucking sick of the griping. He's getting undue shit. He's getting the kind of shit Kyle Lightbourne got for not being Peter Thorne. <laughs> can we can we reclaim it? Can we like say Tyrese Campbell is terrible, your defence is terrified? Or something. Or just keep saying it and hope that other clubs listen and NTT 20. Maybe. Maybe if maybe we're just trying to put off the scouts in person now, rather than just as a shitty online joke. Um, but we've got options now, anyway, up front. If Tyrese Campbell's been benched for two games and we've scored four goals in those two games, that's impressive. somewhat promising. Um, you can't drop Demarge based on last two games. Uh, Brown's not really done anything wrong either. Um, midfield, you'd probably look at. Uh, Definitely Klukas going out if indeed Sawyers and or Rancic is available. Uh, you'd probably keep the same back three. I know, again, James Chester, a lot of criticism, and perhaps fairly. But if Wilmot's back, yeah, then he, he comes in for Wilmot Chester. Hmm. Do we stick with Bonham? Bit of a... Bit no. Of a no, bit of a, I, I, I don't. I don't necessarily weird. have an issue with him. Um, I, I think he's a fine stopgap. But if Bursic is anywhere near back, he needs to go straight back in because I think he's better than him. Yeah. He didn't stop the gaps at the top corner, so did he? No, <laughs> I don't like that about Fulham. It's not fair, really. He's, I know you <laughs> said stupid, the, the quality <laughs> was lacking in that game, but having watched like their six goals against Birmingham and the goals against us, can you just stop being so clinical? That's not yeah, fair. Yeah. They're not it's scoring tappings, are they? They're scoring no. absolute belters. Everything goes straight in the top corner. Or or bounces along and then in off the post at like a micron further out and it would have come back out. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. oh God, yeah. That was absolutely one of the weirdest goals I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I'd never thought I'd hear a delayed reaction longer than the Shakiri against Everton goal. It was like it felt like a full minute had passed between ball going in and Fulham fans realising they'd scored as they look up from there. Foie gras and goose. The, um, the umpire forgot to put his finger up. That's why they didn't celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to DRS. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not bad. Good vibes. Good vibes ahead. Um, yeah. <laughs> now the more I think about the plays we've got coming back, 
like uh, even just like Sawyer's on his own coming back is exciting. Uh, add that with returning to form Vrancic and maybe even Tricky Nicky himself. As well. I know that's not, oh, God, as, yeah. I know that's not as flashy, but we have literally just got an entire championship midfield potentially being back available yeah. in the next few weeks. Did you say Thompson? I did, yeah. Okay, that's all right. It cut out slightly, so I, I wanted to make sure you did and I hadn't missed somebody else. Yeah. Uh, the Joe Bonham thing's pretty weird because and I presume, like, in advance, he, he'd known for a couple of weeks that he'd wanted to sell Adam Davis. So may, perhaps that's... Is that just why he's been playing since the Cup game? He's just given him a run of games. It still felt yeah. weird. It still felt weird, like, you'd... I, I presume Davis is better than... Bonham, so you just keep your best keeper in it until you have to. Um, I think I, I see him playing him in, in the cup to see if he's all right, and he was. And then yeah. saying, "All right, it's yours to it's yours to lose, mate." And he um, he hasn't done anything wrong. I mean, no. he, he was he was fine yesterday, but the one that hit the bar and then came back out wasn't. It, it was a, it was a really clinical shot that happened to not quite go in, and then the rebound was a really clinical shot that did go in. But yeah, he hasn't done anything wrong. But Bursic. You just hope that Bursic comes back strong when he comes back because you don't you don't want to be relying on Bonham who's just been bombed straight out once the other bloke's fit. Which I mean, he, that's the situation he came, he signed in anyway. But you don't you don't want him getting bombed out and then thinking, oh, actually, we might need him back straight away. You forget about Frank Fielding, of course. <laughs> oh, we count his yes. That, that, another it's, one, another one of the potters getting one over on Derby. <laughs> is Frank Fielding like nineteen or forty? Because that name could be either <laughs> way, and I don't know. <laughs> when I say sure. forty, I mean fifty. It's the <laughs> it's the Alex Smithy zone of I've heard he's quite a good young keeper for the last <laughs> twenty years. Are we still signing him? Yeah, maybe. Uh, same with Dean Ashton, I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so optimism ahead. If you're going to Huddersfield at me and we'll have a pint of uh, acceptable Yorkshire beers in a pub that has a nice facade as described by Engels, which is the only reason I go to it. Um, So maybe, maybe some optimism ahead. Any other points we want to make about uh, Stoke over the last two weeks? Because, you know, there's been ints, ints being good. I, 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 he, yeah, he, he has had a renaissance and actually that uh, half number eight, half number ten role of being a, in our midfield suits him, but he's boring. Renaissance. Oh. Renaissance. Yeah. Short-lived, let's hope, because I am tired of the narrative and hearing people say things like, he should have been in the team all season, it makes me want to puke. <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's done enough to earn a move. Yeah, that would be nice for him. Well, into um, the sun. <laughs> as you holding on to Joe Allen, <laughs> as you no doubt uh, may be aware, listeners, the original Nathan Jones game has been sacked well before its time. Tom was still trying to uh, plead its case, put the overwhelming evidence its head with uh, with kind of. Well, it was we kind of run out of keeping tabs on it, which is, is this because I was winning. No, I was yeah. about to declare that you are the winner. Yeah, no, t- I have no records. Your trophies in the post. <laughs> okay, well, 
uh, it's with great pride as I wave my flag in the air for the second uh, ever Nathan Jones game. I, I, I feel physically sick, literally sick. I, I could be sick. I, 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 it's... <laughs> Exciting new rule change. It's going to be a game that is solely won or lost in the pod itself. No waiting until the result to find out who the winner is. It's a straightforward showdown between two wizards. And the rules are as follows. I will read out clues to a former or current Stoke City footballer. I'll read them out one by one. You may buzz in after every clue to guess. And the first person to correctly name the player will win. There are three players in total, so we will play a best of three. Uh, the first player, there are 10 clues in total. If you want to buzz in, you need to shout, I feel physically sick. Okay. And then I will come to you. Are we clear on the rules? Clear yeah. enough. And yes, I have stolen this from the football ramble. Okay. Player one, game one of the first ever second edition of the Nathan Jones game. I feel physically sick. Is it just time then? It is not just time. <laughs> that means you can't go on this clue, Tony. Oh, okay. No, I didn't understand the rules, but go, go off. Right. Yes. You can only go once per clue. Yes. Okay. Number one, I was born on December 31st, 1997. No guesses at that point. Clue two, my dad shares his name with a famous archaeologist. Some pensive looks. A famous archaeologist. Who could that be? Clue three. I played 12 games for Stoke City, scoring zero goals. That could be anyone. <laughs> if, if they scored a goal, forget about it. Clue four. My youth team days were spent playing for a team called Catholic United. Catholic United. Always nice. Oh, I feel physically sick. Go on. Nathan Collins. It is not Nathan Collins. Good guess. Shit. Clever guess. Incorrect guess. Clue five. Well, I neither have... of us can go now, can we? Oh no, you can you can oh you can go, Tony. Oh, because he's Re reloads after every clue, I think. Oh. Yeah, one yeah. each. One each. Once again, each didn't understand the rules. <laughs> lucky I lucky I made that clear at the, at the start. Um Right, right, clue five. I'm paying attention. I can't remember any of the previous ones because I was just looking <laughs> over there. Clue five. I have eight international caps scoring zero goals. That's poor spanner among the pigeons. Clue six. I was born in Southend on Sea, Essex. A confusion. No guesses for clue six. I feel no, 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 no. That's <laughs> I feel no. no. It's not that. No, I don't feel sick. Clue seven. My career honours consist of a Scottish League Cup and a Concacaf Under Twenty Championship third place finish. Uh, 
Uh, right, I think I think you'll be able to ju- get it after this one. Clue eight. I'm afraid your jubilation might be a little premature, but go on. After an unsuccessful loan spell in the Potteries, I joined a Nathan Jones side. Oh, I feel physically sick. Tony. Is it was it Cameron Carter Vickers? It's no, Cameron it's- Carter Vickers. <laughs> Point one to Tone. Uh, the two remaining clues were I have a double-barreled name and clue 10 is I am still unbelievably on the books at Spurs. <laughs> yes. Cameron Carter Vickers, American International, born in Southend. There you go. Mm. Celtic have we... already won the cup. I don't pay attention. I think that was last season. Oh, oh maybe, I don't know. Maybe they have. Yeah, maybe. The, the Scottish League Cup finishes in like September. Yeah. yeah. Winter break. Mm. Okay. It comes in before the winter break because Scotland's better than everywhere else. Mm. Okay. Definitely not weird. <laughs> Player two. I was born on the 10th of October 1974. You look well. <laughs> Thank you. Clue two. I played 63 games for Stoke, scoring 19 goals. Clue three. I have one cap for my country, scoring zero goals. I feel physically sick. It's not Mark Chamberlain, is it? It is not Mark Chamberlain. Clue four. Too young. Yes. He that yeah, his his Stoke heyday would have come at the age of ten. Clue four. In 2013, I was appointed as player coach for Colwyn Bay. Clue five. I was born in Hackney in that London. Clue six. My former clubs include Houston Dynamo, Norwich City and Wolves. So pensive. Have you got it at home, listeners? If so, get a life. <laughs> Clue seven. My one international appearance came in Greece versus Nigeria, which was held in Kilkis, Central Macedonia. What a game that would have been. Incredible. Wow. I'm struggling a lot. Clue eight. My most famous Stoke goal was assisted by Lewis Neal. Tones unmuted himself. Uh, no, I haven't got no fucking clue. Jeez. Okay, I clue nine. I, know, but I don't want to embarrass myself. Clue nine. <laughs> I've <laughs> been through that cycle twice. I won Stoke City Player of the Year in 2004. Is it, uh, I feel physically sick. Is yeah. it Kyle Lightbulb? No, it's not Kyle Lightbulb. Okay. And then your final clue. I joined Burnley in February 2005. Yeah, I feel physically sick. Yes. It's Adi Akinbae. Just at the death, Tom has levelled. It's one all. And that leaves, that, this leaves you deciding player. 
and you will. Tom, feel I wish you'd said that about four questions earlier. You will feel physically sick. Clue one: I was born on sixth of June, nineteen seventy-nine. Clue two: I played sixty games for Stoke, scoring twelve goals. I feel physically sick. Is it Carl Lightbulb? <laughs> it's not Carl Lightbulb. <laughs> Clue three: My career careers. Um, my sorry, my career honours consist solely of a football league third division runners up medal in two thousand and two. Clue four: From Stoke, I had loans at Northampton Town, Bury, Plymouth, and Luton Town. I feel physically sick. Yes, just generally. I was going to say, is it Ant Pulis Junior? But it twelve too goals. old. Oh yeah, <laughs> see, I, I immediately forget <laughs> all the previous things. I'm, I'm, okay. Wine. Clue five. My most prolific season in a Stoke shirt came in the 1998-99 season where I scored eight goals in 38 games. Will Tony's age advantage come in? Yeah, I was about to say, no. I was two when that happened. I can't so. remember anything. I want to say it's one person, but I now can't remember if you said they were like, from they were born in... Real, yeah, and I'll say former <laughs> Dutch international, but didn't win anything, and you'll be like, "No, you idiot." <laughs> that's that's how the game gets you. You forget the other clues yeah, and say something stupid. It turns um, out to be me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I once played a version of this game uh, where the clue right early doors was I have a son called Tyrese. <laughs> and later on, someone ended up saying Dennis Wise. <laughs> um, right, close six. I am a striker. Clue seven. My surname sounds like a bird. And the final clue. My first name is Dean. I feel physically sick. <laughs> Tony. Dean Crow. Dean, Dean Crow. Dean Magpie, I should have said. It would be funnier. Pissing. Dean Crow. <laughs> Tony, you are on a hot streak. Not only did you win the first ever Nathan Jones game, you are now the reigning champion uh, of the second installment of the Nathan Jones game. Dean Crow wins it for you, as he failed to do for Stoke so many times. <laughs> I don't think anyone can argue that that wasn't very well deserved. <laughs> the knowledge, the knowledge on show there, people. Um, right. Any other business? Any, do we want to slag off any local government people? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll just, we'll just leave them to it. They, they, they seem quite competent at, at, at slagging themselves off at the minute. It's good. Okay, then. Not uh, as good as if they were physically fighting with knives, <laughs> each other. To the death. Jousting. <laughs> um, I, met, I met Tom before the game uh, yesterday, and he mentioned that he th thinks Formula One is reverse gladiators because the rich die for the plebs' pleasure. And I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> I've been thinking about that quite a bit. Good. That's, that's why Formula One's increasingly okay. Well, 
if there's nothing else from anyone, I think I'll say thank you very much for listening. Uh, my voice is just about on the way out. Um, thank you, Tom. Uh, thanks. Anyone going to Coventry, um, I know it'll be night time, but just try to not get too scared. <laughs> oh, no. Spooky Coventry at night. <laughs> the ghost of Lady Godiva. <laughs> About 10 million bombs. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking <laughs> Oh, spooky Coventry. They're just the elephant. The elephant that's on their badge just eating people. Oh, what else is Coventry famous for? <laughs> the groans from the RAF Museum. Um, <laughs> uh, light rail, that's what it's going to be famous for. Light rail. Well, we're all getting light rail now, thanks to the Tories. Tories, Tories, Tories. Um, trams can't move for him. I thought Tories hated trams people. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you very much for listening. Um, with renewed vigour and optimism, we say go on Stoke. <laughs>